I'm Tim. And I'm Matt. And this is Ear Buddies. Joining you on this Memorial Day Monday. How you doing, buddy? I'm all right, Tim. I'm all right. Hanging in there, as they say. Yeah, good. Uh, we wanted today to dedicate the episode, uh, in since it is Memorial Day, to to the memory of two fabulous musicians and songwriters who died way before they should have because of COVID-19 last year, uh, both around the same time in the year, and it was awful news both times. Uh, we're talking about Adam Schlesinger and John Prine. I've been down this road before I remember every tree Every single blade of grass Holds a special place for me And I remember every town And every hotel room And every song I ever sang On a guitar and so Matt, when Adam Schlesinger died, when that news came out, it, sadly, just for me, being a little bit illiterate, uh, didn't mean much to me. The name didn't jump out to me. So for folks listening who maybe don't know him by name, who who was he? Sure. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, I think that's um, fair. Like he was not um, a household name. Mm-hmm. Um, and for, I mean, for me, like I, that was, I would say the, um, well, I guess I'll say celebrity death. Yeah of COVID that hit me hardest um, because that, so this was in, on, he died on April 1st of 2020, mm-hmm. uh, which was early days um, during yeah. the, in the pandemic. Um, and I had been a huge Adam fan since I knew he existed. Um, he was a member of the band Fountains of Wayne. the song Stacy's Mom he wrote that incredible song yep. um, and he I mean and that's kind of just a starting point because uh, Adam spent his entire career writing songs and um, he wrote for television he wrote for film he wrote jingles he collaborated with uh, hundreds and hundreds of, of people all like you know songwriters themselves and comedians and showrunners and um event um planners but <laughs> i just i i knew well i mean i knew about him because stacy's mom well sure just, 
<laughs> who mean, doesn't know that song? You hear I, that like <laughs> I uh, in in doing some reading about him after his death, I I saw uh, one of his longtime collaborators basically said that he was so mad that that's the first song that everybody thinks about when they think of him now after death is this sort of joke song right uh but it's a terrific song i mean well jo- it is joke a or not song. it's uh and and yeah i understand sort of the idea like you know that's our closest association is this goofball pop song um when he was clearly doing so much more and capable of so much more than just jokes uh but give some credit to that song for being one of the greatest pop songs uh, of this century. I mean, yeah, absolutely. And, and also, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to push back a little bit on mm-hmm. whatever that person who you read said Tim, because Adam wrote a ton of hilarious songs and they weren't, I mean, some of them literally were joke songs. So he, he wrote, um, I don't even know the number, but for the show, crazy ex-girlfriend, um, yeah, he wrote all of that music, and a lot of them were fun comedy songs. Let's generalize about men. Let's generalize about men. Let's take one bad thing about one man and apply it to all of them. Let's conflate all the guys. Let's generalize about men. He wrote uh, like the theme song for one of the the nights of stars that comedy central had where jack black like sang it he wrote all kinds of like comedy songs um but even the ones that weren't comedy like with fountains of wayne and the band ivy um that he oh founded. yeah yep uh, if you remember them um he a lot there was a lot of humor in a lot of these songs even the like the fountains of wayne songs they're pretty like they're funny and i think that was a part of his writing mm-hmm. uh, that is not to be um, not to be laughed at <laughs> pardon me <laughs> whatever that is but it it uh, it's important work and it's even if it's funny I mean he he was a very very serious songwriter he is one of the few EGOT club members he he won an Emmy a Grammy an Oscar and a Tony uh, a few Emmys I think um, actually, but I look at his career and I think about kind of the body of work that he has, and it sounds silly because, like I said, it's not like he was a household name by any means, but he lived almost an ideal songwriter's life, it seems like. Oh, absolutely, he did. He had a great band that uh, had, you know, one big hit, um, and, you know, that paid the bills, I'm sure, for a long time. He got work writing for many other people. He had sort of his artsy niche band in Ivy. That that he could really <laughs> express himself through. And then he gets steady work, like you said, as a TV writer. Um, not to mention writing for Broadway musicals too. So and and I forgot to mention, but he's also written uh, a number of songs for other bands. Mm. Um, perhaps most um, 
well, this will be a real throwback. Uh, he wrote the Click Five hit, Just the Girl. Oh, boy. The Click Five, dude. <laughs> I know. Oh man! And I mean, he he wrote. He was just. He was like you said, Tim. I mean, that is just the dream of uh, a working songwriter to be getting these sorts of opportunities and these sorts of cuts um, and writing sort of for everything. I mean, there was one interview I. Uh, I watched with uh, a friend and a collaborator of his who said, you know, if you hear, if you don't know who wrote it, it was probably Adam. (laughs) You know, like just in in TV uh, theme songs or well, also, I'll bring this up too because this is another huge watermark. Um, beyond writing, so he wrote for film. Yep. Um, and a lot of the times he was the one who was called upon to write songs for movies that were about music. Oh, yeah. Movies that were about songs. Um, one example being uh, music and lyrics he wrote way back into Love. All I want to do is find a Which is the sort of the crux of that that movie, but even more insanely, uh, and this to me really um, highlights exactly how good he was at what he did. You know that Tom Hanks film, That Thing You Do. Oh, buddy, do I ever? Adam wrote That Thing You Do. wrote the song uh, and what's incredible about that is that he had to write a song that this entire movie would be based on because the point of the of the film the plot is that a band makes it big with one smash oh, and they man. make it big in this in like 1964 so Adam had to write a song that would be a hit in 1964 and boy he smashed it out of the park he freaking did it when i saw this movie the first time i literally thought at first you know as a kid i thought that that was a real song from the 60s i did too and that this was like a a biopic or something (laughs) yep no i I think i mean uh, that's what i've seen from a lot of people or heard uh you know after adam uh passed away that when they it's just so fully believable it's not even uh, pastiche it's just part yeah. of that world it could have played on the radio alongside the beatles i mean and it's it's brilliant what a high pressure terrifying gig to say to be told hey write the song that this whole movie is based around and it has to rock it has <laughs> to be really good if the song is bad the movie is bad That's and it's right, all yeah. your fault 
<laughs> That's right. It's like we've got Tom Hanks directing yeah. this thing, and uh, so it's your fault if it if it crashes. And um, it did not. It uh, you know won some awards. Honestly. Yeah, the whole like, pre- he, the whole premise is the world goes crazy for this song, so it has to be really good. And and it was really good. Yeah, he nailed it. When you listen to that thing you do and then uh, go right to, you know, his his other big song. You you can see the connecting thread in his writing. Yes. His melodies are so catchy and so timeless. I mean, like I said, I thought that thing you do was an actual big deal song maybe in the 60s that I had just never heard of before because it sounds like a song that we should all have been listening to for the last yep. 60 years and and Stacy's mom is that way too it's it's a jokey song and the premise is what makes it and uh, and all that but give some love to the melodies and and the chords and and the arrangement it's yes. really good pop music it's re- I mean I, I don't know uh, who this was, but there was a music critic soon after Adam died who said something about how nobody was writing with um, chord progression mm. the way that Adam was, and which is maybe a, a vague thing to say if you aren't uh, a musician, I guess. But he he you can you can hear it in, in Stacy's mom in just the girl. Yep. In uh, that thing you do, in everything, he had such a deep understanding, not only of um, really catchy melodies and really sort of provocative or hilarious or insightful lyrics, but he was bi- he was an architect. I mean, he wasn't just making a beat um, and doing a four chord progression and calling it good. He was he was building an entire song, and it's. It was always remarkable. It's it's too bad that the the number one context I heard this song in growing up was at seventh grade parties uh, at this at our school. <laughs> but because it's it's a great tune. No, it yeah it, it it still I mean it is kind of funny and maybe it doesn't seem serious to be talking about a song uh, like that like Stacy's mom as. Yeah. I mean, what I truly believe as is one of the best. It's it's like it's the best power pop song I've heard in my life. Sure, it is, and and you can quibble with that, and you can talk about the cars, <laughs> and you can uh, have your opinions. But I mean, it's just it is perfect uh, mm-hmm. in every way, and yeah, it's you know you hear these songs um, in certain contexts, um, and it's it's easy to kind of dismiss them. Um, well, also, for example, and i sorry to keep listing songs, but I keep remembering, uh, Adam also uh, wrote <laughs> Bowling for Soup's High School Never Ends. That's right. 
so like these and these are like these are songs that get stuck in your head even if you are only hearing them as a you know as a 15 year old and it might just be uh, the soundtrack to your dumb little life they're still great songs and when you graduate you take a look around and you say hey wait this is the same as where I just came from I thought it was over oh that's just great the whole damn world is just as obsessed with who's the best dressed and who's having sex who's got and these lyrics are funny <laughs> and they make a lot of sense and the chorus kicks yep Yeah, this is a guy who knew exactly what pop was supposed to do and how to do it perfectly. It's, and what really, I mean, the reason I was so gutted by the news of his death uh, was, I mean, I was a, a fan, and I mean, he, for me, is on the Mount Rushmore of, of songwriters, um, but he wasn't even close to done. Yeah. He was 52 years old. He was still very much working. He was yep. in the middle of writing all kinds of stuff, producing all kinds of stuff. And it's sad when uh, an 85 year old rocker dies and mm-hmm. you remember all that they did, uh, but they leave behind a, a legacy and a body of work that you can enjoy but they were they were done i mean they were essentially finished with their career yeah. and adam was absolutely not and beyond um just the loss of a human life mm-hmm. i mean there was a lot more gold there and uh now we don't get to experience it because he died of COVID and sure didn't need to. He sure didn't need to. It's hard to think about it that way. Like there are there are combinations of words and chords and melodies uh, that only he was going to think of and we will never hear them. Yep, absolutely. I mean, everybody is irreplaceable, but yep. no one, I mean, nobody was doing what he was doing and it's going to be a long shot to if anyone... Ever does again. Sometimes at night, when I look up high, I see a falling star in the sky, and I wonder how, and I wonder why. What makes a falling star go by? Why does it fall, and where does it go, and how does it make that glittery glow? I'm gonna find out, cause I want to know, and I wonder. I wonder Sometimes I watch A bumblebee fly From Rose So that's Adam Schlesinger uh, Died at age 52 April 1st, 2020 Of COVID-19 uh, A week later April 7th Another All-timer died Of COVID uh, And that was The country Folk Musician John Prine.
She don't like her eggs all runny She thinks crossing her legs is funny She looks down her nose at money She gets it on like the Easter bunny She's my baby, I'm her honey I'm never gonna let her go So, John Prine uh, uh, is another musician who I sadly didn't know enough about while he was alive uh, and I did a lot of learning uh, when the news of his death came out um, so he was 73 when he died but like you said Matt you know the sadness of not getting to hear Adam Schlesinger's you know the totality of, of his work John Prine was still working too he had just put out a new album of original music uh, I think two years before his death and after he died, we got to hear some more of him, too. But um, he was this hero of the working man. He was literally a mailman who got drafted and served and then went back to his mail route and would write songs in his head while he was delivering mail and then picked up a guitar, started writing this stuff. And what he wrote... Uh, like literally shocked the great songwriters of of the time, like Bob Dylan mm. and Chris yep. Christopherson. They like heard him perform and said, "Are you kidding? How how is this young dude writing this stuff?" Like Adam, he was a real songwriter's songwriter. Mm-hmm. Like these, like you mentioned, these legends uh, who whose names we know much much more yeah. and much better than John Prine's, uh, they revered him. He was an unbelievable talent. And and also, the thing with John Prine, too, is a lot of his music uh, was pretty funny. Like, mm-hmm. his, his lyrics, there's a lot of humor in there, and uh, but that doesn't take away from any of the sincerity. And I think that um, that's what people really responded to because uh, quite a few of his songs um i mean when the melodies are good they're good but it's uh you know a number of them he kind of talks his way through a verse Mm -hmm. um and kind of ambles through a chorus but it all sounds uh just exactly right i don't know how else to say it so let's let's lean into some of that humor here first before we get into his more serious work, uh, which th- there was plenty of. But this is one of my favorite John Prine songs called Please Don't Bury Me. Please don't bury me down in the cold, cold ground. No, I'm gonna have them cut me up and pass me all around. From my brain and a hurricane and the blinds can have my eyes. You can hear the guy smiling and having fun performing, and, and clearly while he's writing this stuff, um, he's having a good time with himself. But what what I think really blew minds at the time when, when he would go out to open mics and play is he had this way of telling stories uh, you know and singing songs from perspectives of people and it's like how could he possibly know 
the depths of the human soul this way in, in his 20s, in his 30s. But, I mean, listen to these opening words of Angel from Montgomery. I am an old woman Named after my mother My old man is another Child has grown old If dreams were lightning Thunder were desire This old house would have burnt down A long time ago Make me paint a picture of a human life in Mm -hmm. uh, lyrics and melodies I think unlike any anyone else I've ever heard no yeah it's it's incredible and the fact uh, it's interesting too because again John Prine was famous Mm -hmm. but he was not nearly as famous as the people who uh adored his work yeah um and who who emulated him um Mm. even well the the story of how he got started was he was not even 24 and he was in chicago somewhere and uh roger ebert the famous critic uh he came in mostly yeah well yeah but he he wrote uh uh a headline uh it was singing mailman delivers a powerful message in a few words and that was <laughs> that was the headline and that was all it was but from that point on uh he i think you know w- days or weeks later he w- met with uh, i don't know chris christopherson and got signed and just went uh supernova in the circles that he was in in, in mm-hmm. with those songwriters and those musicians he also spent the 70s and 80s uh, really um, being an advocate for the worker and against war. I mean, he was an activist through and through. Um, one of his most beloved songs is called Sam Stone and has some of the most like gut-wrenching lyrics you'll ever hear. Let's just listen a little. Sam Stone came home to his wife and family after serving in the conflict overseas and the time that he served had shattered all his nerves and left a little shrapnel in his knee but the morphine eased the pain and the grass grew Radios. 
sort of speaking up for the forgotten veteran and the lower class person living in Alabama, you know, in, in ways that you just don't hear very much in music. I mean, certainly not from country music today, as we've covered, but um, he had a special perspective and a really humane uh way about him and it came through just loud and clear in his writing and I wish I had known about it earlier but to to discover it last year uh was really important for me actually I'm 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 so glad I know his music now the great thing uh and this is what something John himself said was that uh well as he was um writing these songs and recording them and working on his career he wasn't having an enormous amount of success mm-hmm. um and he sort of grew comfortable in that and and he said you know because my songs aren't pop songs uh they don't get old which i think is very mm-hmm. interesting because they weren't uh trying to capture any trend they weren't trying to capture any sound except for uh, what he wanted and because of that they are I mean they're as good now as they were the day he he recorded them and so I think any if you are able to come to John Prine's music at any point um, that's great it'll let you in it's not um, it's not it doesn't have a shelf life another really um, interesting part of his career that I don't want to skip over is uh, in the late nineties, he, uh, they found cancer uh, in his neck and he had to undergo this big surgical procedure that affected his voice basically. Um, and he had to go through speech, speech therapy quite a bit uh, before he could even perform again. But when he came back, his voice was not, the voice it was not that sort of high nasally voice that you just heard um he came back with a totally new um just this gravel in his voice that for my money makes the impact of his music um even more powerful Uh, let me just play you so i we we heard sam stone a second ago he re-recorded a bunch of his most famous songs in the year 2000 after he had rehabbed his voice and uh, he brings this totally new character um, a new soul to this timeless music and it's incredible there's a hole in daddy's arm where all the money goes Jesus Christ died for nothing I suppose yeah, that's that's incredible. I hadn't heard that version actually. These are my favorite versions to listen to, uh, especially because um, when he was a young man writing these songs, he was singing about these incredible topics and with these, you know, people singing from perspectives of people who had lived these long, hard, full lives, and then when he re-records them as an older man they they take on the it's it's almost like it's like he wrote these songs when he was 60 
or when he was 24 when he would be 60 one day <laughs> right it's uh it's really remarkable um to to think that a 20 something wrote a song like like this one this is called hello in there which became even more painful to listen to in 2020 with covid we had an apartment in the city Me and Loretta like living there Well it's been years since the kids have grown A life of their own And left us alone John and Linda live in Omaha And Joe is somewhere We lost Davy in the Korean War And I still don't know what for It don't matter anymore You know that old trees just grow stronger And old rivers grow wilder every day Old people just grow lonesome Oh, we need for someone to say Hello in there Hello I mean, it's enough to make you cry. It's... Yeah, that's a, and, that is a hard listen. <laughs> and again, he wrote it, he wrote this as a young man, but he, he had just this worldly sense, this, this empathy that allowed him to picture life as as an old person and yeah really have a sense I mean, for it and communicate it through song it's really amazing that's really i think you are absolutely correct to say that he sort of wrote these songs when he was 20 to sing when he, he was 60 because those are those are real uh, bottle of whiskey songs like the, yeah. more those age um they just get better and and especially to have him singing them uh again that i mean the the impact there is uh much more even than it than it was uh, in the originals i would say and so john prine um had uh, an amazing impact on the music scene you know the the country music stars that i think you and i met <laughs> like a little bit more uh, these days, um, you know, the, the, the Casey Musgraves of the world, uh, you know, the, the Jason Isbells of the world r- hold, I mean, they place John Prine on a pedestal for his songwriting. Mm-hmm. They even worked with him, um, in some cases and, and he mentored some of them, uh, Jason Isbell first on that list, I think. Uh, and so he had this great impact on country music even as the scene, you know, kind of veered commercial in, in a way that I, I suppose he probably was not interested in. Uh, and he continued to write and record music um, into the late 2010s and, uh, in fact, won a Grammy for his last album, which was uh, called The Tree of Forgiveness, which came out in 2018. 
Summer's ends around the bend just flying. The swimming suits are on the line just drying. I'll meet you there for our conversation. I hope I didn't ruin your whole vacation. Then he contracted COVID-19 in March of 2020 and died. And again, it's one of these cases where it's... You're sad and, and you know, I've, I'm not the type of person I never have been really to, like, get super worked up about a celebrity dying, you know, who I'd never interacted with or, or, or whatever. It's so different than losing family or friends. But when you think about artists who could make um, statements of intimacy like that and um, communicate to you in, in a way that through music that, you know, um, is really personal for everybody. It's hard when you lose people like Adam Schlesinger and John Prine, and it makes you mad to think that it didn't have to be that way. Nope, there was, for both of them, uh, Mm -hmm. so much more, and honestly Mm -hmm. for everyone who died of COVID. So, yeah, that... um, don't really don't really have a lighter note there but no and this episode's shorter than usual but um let's just kind of leave it at that and say um if you didn't know much about adam schlesinger or john prine before this um you know find their essentials playlists on apple music and spotify and dig in and i think you'll really like what you find and uh i mean that's all i that's that's where I can leave it, Matt. How about you? Yeah, I mean, that's I agree. Check it out. See what they've done. See who they've influenced. See who they mattered to. Um, and uh, it would be great if they mattered to you. Uh, talk to you later, buddy. Talk to you later, buddy. When I get to heaven, I'm going to shake God's hand. Thank him for more blessings than one man can stand. Then I'm going to get a guitar and start a rock and roll band. Check into a swell hotel. Ain't the afterlife grand? And then I'm gonna get a cocktail, vodka and ginger ale. Yeah, I'm gonna smoke a cigarette that's nine miles long. I'm gonna kiss that pretty girl on the tilt of the world. Cause this old man is going to town. Then as God is my witness, I'm getting back into show business. I'm going to open up a nightclub called the Tree of Forgiveness and forgive everybody ever done me any harm. Why well, I might even invite a few choice critics, those syphilitic parasitics, buy them a pint of and smother them with my charm. Cause then I'm gonna get a cocktail, vodka and ginger ale Yeah, I'm gonna smoke a cigarette that's nine miles long I'm gonna kiss that pretty girl on the tilt of world Yeah, this old man is going to town